Welcome to Awesome Season 3, the podcast where we tell you whether a movie is awesome, so-so, or meh. I'm Matt. No, I'm Matt. I'm Dave. I'm LJ. This season, we're screwing with the space-time continuum, so you don't have to. Mm. Alright, we're back. That was a quick week. Boom! Yeah, it was. Uh, Anybody had any uh, more Christmas parties? Uh, I had mine. And where was yours held? Ours was at the Newport Beach Country Club. Was it better than Dave's that he talked about the other week? It sounds like it. Did you come dressed as a... uh, Ours was a... uh, Come dressed as a rapper. Ours was a black tie... Um, Ooh. masquerade. Okay. Oh, it was a masquerade. Yeah. So oh, now, now, did, now, could so you, could you have to wear like, like the like the mask that like they always wear in the fancy ball masquerade? Could you, you wear the one? Could you wear a really long nose? Or no, some wear, people like, did though. Or could you? Yeah. Wear, could you wear like a like just like a like a mask you get a um, uh, uh, like party or, city? Or, or did you wear one of those masks this, with like a this, stick? Users can't. Or listeners can't see, but this was our mask before. So you look a little bit like Phantom. Yeah, Phantom style. Okay. Yeah. So, is that uh, would you say that's the 1928 Phantom of the Opera? Um, <laughs> it was probably, probably 180 people there. Nice. Um, we had 180 minus 100. So open bar. Dancing, we had three tickets. Music. Are you not the president of that society anymore? <laughs> no, they didn't invite me even to help. Although at the last minute, they're like, "You can." That's kind of what the table centerpieces looked like. Let me see. Um, could that be because they knew that you were embezzling alcohol back from <laughs> buying, putting in a requisition order for way more alcohol than is necessary so that you could then bring it back home? That actually the, happened, which is funny. The party was great. Yes, every yeah, time no, that you, you were involved in it, it, it happened. <laughs> no, I we're not the, joking about I it. I didn't do the ordering, but I did end up with bottles of booze. Right, in the right. past you did the ordering and ended up with bottles no, of booze. No, I did not do Before the ordering. Dive, Trump, like, Trump is going to have to <laughs> pardon you. <laughs> Before we dive into our fantastic movie, yeah. I have to say the party was great. Yeah, and I was—I told Brittany before we went. I said I just really hope they have molten lava cake mm. for for dessert because that's one of my favorites. That's an odd re- request. I just—I love. That's one of my more favorites. of an odd hope than a request. Chocolate lava cakes, right? So we get there. See, I like vanilla twister cakes. We I like there. creme brulee, and they had creme brulee at mine. So well, yep. you ordered anyway. It, so we sit down and then brought it all. I look at—I look at what the dessert's going to be. It's chocolate lava cake. Yeah. I'm stoked. And I well, look over to the girl who just had a child she was breastfeeding. And so you need to stop staring at her. Yep. And <laughs> they can eat chocolate and booze they can't consume. And I told her, and I was, I, she was staying close to me. And I told her how excited I was because I don't think anybody else was there. And she goes, well, hang on, well, hang on, hang on. Hang on. You're she staring goes, at a woman yep. who's breastfeeding and you're telling her that no, you're excited. She's not currently breastfeeding. And he went, Mama! <laughs> And she goes, I'm looking you, forward to some goes, cream for my molten cake. She goes, you can have mine because I can't have chocolate or ice cream. I said, really? Why? She goes, it just makes the baby sick. So perfect. So I've excited the whole night because I'm going to get two chocolate lava cakes. And they run out before they get to his table. Nope. I get both my chocolate lava cakes. And, and there's shit. ice cream on top. I cut into it. There's no lava in it at all. Nothing. There's it's no mold. It's just cake. <laughs> it's just cake. So I ate them both. That's the way Dave does it. This <laughs> is disappointing. I'll eat it anyway. They were good. They were good chocolate cakes. It was good vanilla ice cream. It wasn't a lot of cake. So hang on. Yeah. So when you, when something Did you, you throw don't it like, at the waiter? No, we ate it because if I didn't like it. goal is to be like Dave eventually. No, no, no. Yeah. If I didn't like it, I would not have eaten it. 
It was a good chocolate cake. Okay. You're just sad. I was just sad because I wanted a multiple uh, cake. Right. It'd be like... It's like you're excited to get a peanut butter cookie and it brought out... Sure. A gingerbread cookie. And you're like, well, I do like gingerbread cookies, so I'll still eat this. But I was but really hoping for that, peanut right. butter. Yeah. It's like I want a peanut butter cookie and they just brought me out peanut butter. If they brought me so out... I wanted pe- creme brulee they brought me tapioca pudding. If they brought me out oh. a peanut butter cookie and it was burned, yeah, I'm not just going to eat it for the sake of eating it. That's, well, that's where you would do. That's what Dave would do. <laughs> This is, this is where our paths diverge, my friend. This is half rod, mostly bird. Dave right. says, is it edible? <laughs> I'll eat it. Yeah. It rolled on the floor. Yeah. yeah. And then down three flights of stairs. First of all, Dave, Dave's yeah. objection to that would not be whether it fell down and rolled. It would be how far does he have to chase it. <laughs> no. No, not that. Can I reach it with my grabber, grabber. still? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Have you Tristan. ever have you ever eaten from your grabber? Tristan. Who? Yes, of course. Hang <laughs> on, how? Tristan had the grabber the other day. Who's Tristan? He was Who's four, four, six. Oh, okay. four four six. Okay. He had the the, the the he had pulled a box out of the pantry, was throwing things on the ground so he could use the grabber to pick him up and put it back in the box. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh my boy! <laughs> Tear to my eye. Yeah. Wait, have you actually eaten with your grabber? How, how long's your grabber? It's about two and a half feet. So, how... or did you like serve yourself with the grabber? No, my arm is the length of the grabber. So you grab it and then you turn it all the way around to get to you. Yeah, it's like, like I mean, your whole it. Or you reached across the table to grab something with the grabber to bring it to your plate. No, the question is, did he drop it on the floor? You you mean straight from the grabber? I think I'm also drinking from the grabber. Why? I'm just trying to. It's funny. I just feel like that'd be more difficult than just giving it to your hand. It is difficult, but I mean, imagine. So here's the grabber. So I take it. I, I use this. I grab the grabber, and then I, you know, bring my arm out here so the grabber has it here, and then I tilt it up for funniness. Yeah. So the first Wait, part not, not for humor, but for funniness. That's right. The first part wasn't funny. He needed to reach it. And he didn't want to have to sit up. The second part was halfway funny, halfway lazy. I don't want to transfer it to my hand. So Dave, Dave is. Dave I'm more than confident that I've at least thrown some food into the air and caught it with my. Dave mouth is only a few years away from washing his back with a sponge on a stick or whatever. Dave doesn't wash his back. <laughs> if you need help and you cannot press the individual buttons, mash your hand into the button pad. <laughs> Yeah, you're just. Uh, I think that's a Simpson reference. It is. It's the okay. same one. I'm pretty sure it's this. Um, <laughs> is that the one where Homer just gets super fat? Where he wears a moo moo and yeah. he okay. works from home and the bird just presses the Y button for everything or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. we're really loving this movie because we've Yeah, let's get going on this awesome talking movie. Talking about um, Time Bandits, not Time Fuck Bandits, as I mentioned last week. Let's just keep that title. Um. So, Time Bandits. Uh, it's. Uh, I was thinking it was. Gonna it's a do movie. Like, I was thinking it was going to do like story within a story, kind of like Princess Bride. Uh, but it's just a traditional, told from the perspective of one of the characters. There's a kid. Um, some uh, time traveling dwarves come. And they go on adventures. That's like the plot, the overall synopsis. Well, the very first thing is a time-traveling horse and rider come and rides off. Right, so that he can expect the next night for, you know, so that therefore he'll have a flashlight. I don't really understand why the first one. We have jumped way too far into this movie already and not discussed... Why the fuck people put plastic on their furniture? <laughs> as soon as my wife saw that, she's like, oh, I remember that from my grandma's house. 
Okay, but why was that ever a thing? Oh, don't even start with me or I'm going to start talking about roofs. So that you could eat on the couch and not ruin it? It was probably from a time before Scotchgard. Because my argument is, why do you put a dash... We've had the dash cover conversation! Look, all of life is pretty much covers if you look at it. Look at a car. Okay, first oh, it started. Can we please. When you, when you looked at a car, it was originally like just the engine and a frame, right? And then they decided. And a pipe parked in a parking lot in a, in a shopping center that had a name. <laughs> okay, now my question is. Okay, we'll get back to that uh, covers thing later. The fabric is comfortable. Yes. Plastic is not. But it keeps the fabric forever. But what's the point if you can't feel it? Ah, uh, see, that's why I ask why you put a dash cover on your car. Who does? No, people... You, no, your guy's argument wasn't what made sense to put a dash cover on your car. You don't have to feel your dash. You should enjoy the dash while you have it. Otherwise, you're just saving it for when you sell Dave, it. Keep the Dave, a dash is not a thing that one enjoys. I I just don't want my dash. You're telling me a, a, you I mean, I you enjoy a black plastic either. dashboard? Oh, okay. In some cases, sure, perhaps not. No, well, honestly, honestly yeah. If you got like a, some kind of wood grain, but most dashboards are like gray or black or white or cream or beige plastic. I, yeah, other colors. They're not marble. They I guess be. my point is they're not is, Corinthian leather. They then, be. then if if a if a dash is not to be enjoyed, then why protect it? A dashboard is there, I, w- I would imagine a dashboard is there to hold in and protect the components of the car. The stereo, the wiring, that kind of stuff. The purpose of protecting the dash is probably, if you have a cracked dashboard, it's going to decrease Rattle the, it's going to, and it's going to decrease the value when you try to resell it. Exactly. Decrease the value. So therefore the dash does have value. A nice dash has value. No, but if you put a yes. cover, okay, but here's what I'm saying. You put a cover on it and it doesn't because then what happens is the sun has faded the rest of it and then you have a part that's way darker than the rest it of it. It doesn't have it doesn't have enjoyment value. Uh-huh. But you just you if you sell if you if it's all cracked up, people aren't necessarily going to want it or Why pay as much for it. That's right. Because people aren't going to want it because it's cracked. To because so therefore a non cracked one is desirable. Therefore if you want to have Part of your car be desirable to you, you should not cover it. You don't want it desirable it. for you. You want it desirable for potentially the next person. And that's terrible. Car. And that is the problem I have. That is the problem I have. So you, you want have a problem with protecting something so that it has resale value. No, so that the next person can enjoy so, it, but you no, don't no, enjoy no. it. Let me ask you something, Dave. How many times have you gotten into your car and just this. sat and enjoyed the dashboard? It. I'm sorry. No, the point is, you don't care about the dash. Someone else will... For the sake of resale. Someone's going to say, this car's got a crack dash. This one doesn't. Dave, if I'm going to buy the one without it. So if I protected my dash, it would solely be because I don't care about looking at it. But I know that if mine has a cracked dash and somebody else's okay. doesn't. I get it. I get it. So when you put plastic on your couch, it's because you one day want to sell that couch without any stains on it. You don't want to enjoy that couch while you sit on it. That's the thing. The, the couch. I get it. Now, okay. Dave, the couch if you, you just... actually do enjoy sitting on. The dash... You don't enjoy looking Perhaps at Perhaps if you had been sitting in your car enjoying your dash, some hooligans wouldn't have been able to steal the shotgun from out of it. But I, I think the I think the plastic cover was to protect it from like wines, you know, like drink stains and other things. Maybe before a time also, that they don't really care about this. At all. It's because it's because if you're just you have just enough money to buy one nice set of furniture, but you don't have the kind of money to replace that furniture regularly or have it have it cleaned regularly, then the easiest thing to do is just throw plastic on it. 
and have it look crappy. So back to the horse rider that comes in with little boys in his bedroom, and yes. we don't really know what's going on until a horse rider comes in. Randomly, yeah. and we still don't know what's going on. Really. We never know we what's. That, I just that, don't know why the horse. I don't rider think that's ever explained. I mean, I ninety-eight percent through this whole movie didn't know. Was like, is he just dreaming this whole damn time? Because he was a, he went to bed to fall asleep. He wakes up and sees a horse run through his room. And then he gets out of bed and there's no sign that the horse did anything. Right, and the horse rider definitely broke his his gla- his light and did some damage right. to the room and then there's nothing. Well, and the dad noticed it because the dad came up and made a comment about all the ruckus. Ruckus, but no damage. But no damage. Which makes no sense. So he thought right. that the boy was just making a ruckus. Right. And then, uh, after... They had to get back to watching their game show on their plastic couch. I could throw an idea out there because there were these natural holes in the universe... That maybe just every so often things fall through the hole. That was my guess: is that it just went through the hole. Why right. didn't? Why didn't? The, why was the damage not sustained in the room, though? Because this movie. Yes, that is the reason. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> most of the movie, the whole entire movie, is based around this little boy who wears a robe, and I still don't understand robes either. But, but then, I don't want to get Dave on a tangent. After so. the horse, he seemed to be intrigued by this, so he wanted to go to his room. Do you want to go to bed at like? 5 p.m. or something. The With a flashlight and a, and a camera. And I think, yep. he, I think he stayed up a whopping 10 minutes. So, yep. this... this. No, I think he was awake the whole time just waiting. This movie's not based in our reality, though. Re- regardless of... Well, it's, in, it's, it's, it's set in England. No, but I mean, some of the things that they had and the different... Like, the TV shows they were watching, the technology they had. The wife made a comment. The neighbors have a new... A uh, special cooker that can turn a frozen dish into a fully edible meal in nine seconds. We should have one of those. So that suggests that it's uh, not part of our reality. Sure. We don't, we don't have a machine. I, I think can... they were trying to imply that they're in some different time and traveling back and forth. And Right. When it was written, that was a really new technology and they were somehow. I think, I think they're trying. Well, I mean, I also think like, that family was one of those families. But the sense I get is that they they love watching um, infomercials and they just believe all those things are like, and just two easy slaps of this thing, you could chop a whole carrot in yeah. a thousand pieces. It's like, well, it happens in the commercial. It doesn't happen in real life. No, but they also had like a machine that was like making like pre-made breakfast mix smoothie thing and it was like doing some mechanism. I think it was supposed to look futuristic. Yeah, they were trying, They were going for a futuristic vibe. We don't know why. We don't know if they were supposed to be future or past people. But no, it's cause, That's because this movie is too about, good of a job building up backstory that you totally understand what's happening. It was about time, so why not make it feel like they were yeah. in a different time? Now, is this too early to ask, is this a time travel movie? No. Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too early but, to ask that. But they travel... That's what they do, is they travel through time multiple times in the movie. Well, yeah, then every movie is a time travel movie, because they start at one time and end at another. But we just watched a movie a couple weeks ago where you said, I feel like this is a time travel movie because they're traveling through time. Is the main plot of this movie uh, because of the time travel, or is it something else, but the time travel is simply okay, a Okay, so device. I'll go back to my... So, okay, so that's going to... Before we get... I don't know when if we should keep going through the movie parts or if we should talk about this one overarching part. I don't know what the point of the movie is. I mean, I know there is a bad guy and we have good guys, but I have no I like that's what I mean. There's a certain point where I think I I write I wrote down I don't really understand like what's happening. I don't understand what's happening because I don't understand why 
people are traveling through time. Which is a pretty typical British style of humor. If you look at Monty Python, it's just like, in a sense, but not really. It's just like skit after skit after skit that they tie together loosely into a plot-like format. But it's really just humorous thing happens, followed by new humorous thing, followed by new humorous thing. Same characters transverse through them, and the plot is loosely tied around that. Have you you've seen NeverEnding Story? Yes. Yeah. You like NeverEnding Story? Uh, it's fine. It, this is, what's the point of NeverEnding Story? A boy is escaping the world where he's bullied and whatever, and he goes on this fantasy adventure through a book. In this book, in this movie, the boy is escaping a family who doesn't give a crap about him. He, and no, he's no, no, a, and no. he's a historical I'm kid. Not, I'm not wondering what he's doing. I don't understand what the hell the freaking army, his freaking midget friends are doing? They want to get rich. They're angry because yeah, they God, they, they're, they're they not were... getting the credit they deserve for creation from God. Right. So they stole his map through time and they plan to go get rich using Not that it's a good movie or that it's a good plot, but there is one. Right, but that's what I was more, I was yeah. more like... No, Matt's got it. That's right. what happened. And then at the end, uh, you know, to, to kick the pants into the, into the believers, they're, they're like, but why would you do this to your creation? Why would you create all this destruction just to test your creation? And he's like, that's what I do. You might as well ask why evil exists. And they're like, okay, new subject, new subject. Um, you know. Anyway, so... And you get weirdly Christian at the end, you know, in a matter of... Well, anti-Christian. Well, I mean, I felt it was very... It was like Job-esque there at the end. Yes. Um, yeah. So... He stays up all night, and eventually, he the the his dwarven friends or whatever they are in this, yeah. his midgets come along. <laughs> his midgets. Were any of the? Uh, I know this is silly, but were any of the midgets famous midgets? Yes, one of them was R two D two. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tyrion Tyrion wasn't in this. Okay. I recognize the name. I didn't recognize the person, right? But I recognize the name of one of the midgets as the person who right. as the name of the person. By the way, YouTube. very unpolitical, politically incorrect. Call them midgets. <laughs> well, Dave, you can take your comments. Then uh, you can take your opinion to the politically correct movie podcast. <laughs> also, I take my comment about this not being a time travel movie. It uses time travel. Yes. Yeah. This has the least explanation of. All of the movies, I think. Oh, well, no, no, okay. How about, time travel works? No, they, they talk about... How oh, they're very works. clear. No, no, no. There's no, a hole. No, they talk about how they travel through time. They do not talk about how time travel works as far as... They barely even talk about how they travel through time. They there, just there's go through no, a hole. There is no... no that's their explanation. No, they straight up said they had seven days to create the universe. You know, a knock on okay. the Christian right. creation story. And they say there wasn't enough time to make everything perfect. So there's a lot of holes in the fabric of okay, the universe. My right. And we travel through those holes. No, okay. That's pretty clear. No, okay. That's not going to how they travel. My question, my thing I'm going to bring up is they do not talk about the effects of time travel. Because there aren't any. The rules, nothing. They just say, basically they just explain why they the They pretty much open hole, a door and go, to the, next, square go to the next place in time. Yeah. It's a random square hole that just opens. Right. But it doesn't, like, I mean, they could rob from a king, and it's not like it affects the future. Right. Oh, yes. Okay, no rules of time travel. Right. There's no rules, and the only explanation of it is that we left some holes. Which, which, yes, you would think holes in the universe would mean, like, a wormhole. I go through here, I arrive at another place. Why I arrive at another time Time. does not particularly make sense. And the other thing is, how does that map work? Does that map tell you what time you're also in? Yes. So yeah, that so that, so that so that one roll of map tells you 
your current lo- like you can figure out your current location and time, and, where the and then where the other hole. The and map, time and the map is a MacGuffin. The map. I'm is just a, saying. Yeah, at a certain point, yeah. I was like, "That map helps you. How come? How you need a freaking like eight Thomas guys?" Well, because to I felt out. like there were a couple of times where they didn't know where they were going to end up when they were right. going to go through the time hole. But then, I feel like they don't really need a map. All they need is a list. It's almost like a bus stop list. Like, well, no, if you somehow... go through this bus stop, you will arrive at a place that has three bus stops. Well, also, the time portals were only going to be open for and the map a, period of, a period of time. They weren't, like, these doors that were just open. It was right. like, oh, it's going to open at min- midnight and close at midnight. Yeah, further furthering my bus stop analogy, all you need is a schedule. Right. So, if you show up at the Middle Ages at 4 o'clock in the afternoon next to the hen house, a portal will open for three minutes. Now, if you go through that portal, you'll end up in ancient China, and if you go to the Emperor's Castle... They didn't know where they were going, though. They didn't know where they were going to end up. It was always a surprise. Uh, no, because I think they, then they would look at the map to see where they were. Once they got there, then they had to figure out where they were. Yeah, that's interesting. And when, when they know where they were where going or where that when. portal would go. That's the thing that's... And the portal seemed to move spots because they would say, okay, it's going to be, look at the map, it's going to be here for this oh, amount of time. Oh, so therefore it's it's only a locations and schedules, but less a map, where a map would show you where one goes to the other. This is just, these are the locations of the portals, and these are the times they appear. All right. That's how I saw so it. So the boy meets the midgets, and they are the... Short people, or whatever. Little they people. Want to, I don't know. Little people is a better name. I don't know what the official title. And is. You know what? Here's the problem. Well, there was a movie called. There was a TV show called Little People, Big World, which was like a reality show about. All I'm going to say is, it's whatever we use in two years is probably going to be the incorrect one, and they're probably, we're eventually probably going back to midgets in like ten years. Yeah, because African American is now out of vogue uh-huh. for the mo- for the most part, and it's black again. Right. Right. It's just whatever they get tired of. So, so the actors that are short. Yes. Well, or just a little shorter than the Vertically kids. challenged. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, the first we go see Bilbo slash Napoleon. Yep. Who, I love his obsession with not, other... Not, other, not Bilbo from the shitty movies, but Bilbo from the good... From, from the, the good movie. one, yeah. Right. I, I like his obsession with other world conquerors who were smaller than him. Yeah. Yes. Genghis Khan, he was only fought whatever. Oh, I can't wait till we get to Robin Hood. Which oh, I, I liked one person in this whole movie. It was Robin Hood. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, we can. I like, like Robin Hood's hey. buddy. Not Robin Hood himself, but his buddy. Oh, no, like punching Ro- people? I like Robin Hood. When he punched the old I love when they're like, like, oh, okay. you want to see the right. master? Hey, and like, oh, no. big scary master. I think we should go straight to Robin Hood, because Napoleon was pretty much pointless. All it was was, I was like, partway through, I was like, oh, that's Bilbo. I, I thought it was funny that. They did the Napoleon short thing, which everyone does, which is not true. But anyway. Which is, the, what do you mean? How tall is Napoleon? Napoleon was not short. He How was of average was he? height. Uh, 5'9", five, 5'10"? Five, he said he was 5'1 in the movie. That's right. So because, am I supposed to believe you? Okay, or am I so now, to believe now, Napoleon? Why, now why do people think that he's short? Because I believe, but how I mean... Five, how, how tall do you think he was? He also had a fake hand. Average 5'7", 5'9"? Five, five, he was 5'5". Five, five. Was he? However, the first time in France, the average height of a man or a man was about 5'5". Five five. Okay, so he was oh, the average height. No, no, no. You're right. That's... Well, why'd they put that? That's the average height. Does it talk about so his fake old hand? he was quite tall for his day. Uh-huh. So no, and how tall was he? No, I'm because sure. I believe it happened because other... Uh, other... Nations? Other propaganda? nations wanted to propagandize five, him. 5'7". 
Yeah, five seven. Or I was gonna say, or it's kind of like how we used to. I don't know if you guys had this, but back in my day when I was in elementary school, we used to have dumb Polak jokes, and I don't even know why because I know nothing about the Polish. But that was a they, they were dumb. Were you were, were you like raised in like the the forties or something? Why were you doing Polak? Jokes? I don't know why, Matt. Do you remember dumb Polak jokes? I do remember dumb Polak jokes. Yeah, I can't. I can't even explain it. It's it just, like something I would see like. From in like set in New York and like I didn't make them up. I'm just saying that was the a same culture way of our time. That my kids someday will wonder why we made dumb blonde jokes. Absolutely, yeah. Why is the hair? Yeah, dumb why, blonde. Dumb blonde. Why, why wouldn't it be a dumb redhead or dumb brunette or? or, or <laughs> well, they always, no. That's that redheads can't be them because they have no soul. That's right. That's true. Um, but they have yeah, plenty of brain to make up. For yeah, dumb soul. blonde makes no dumb Polish people makes no sense. Um... I, it would be funny if your kids wonder about dumb blonde jokes, because I feel like, much like a dumb Polish joke, I w- would think that dumb blonde was kind of out of vogue by the time you were, like, in j- elementary school, junior high, or high school. No, oh, no, we made those all the time. Because they were, like... Like, they how were, to kill a blonde, you put a scratch and a sticker at the bottom of the pool. Yeah, because they were... <laughs> That's so funny. Well, if they're uh, dro- but if they're drowning, they won't well, even well, notice scratch. Yeah, once, once again... Dave, Dave loves the fact that someone's drowning. <laughs> but but anyway, um, so yeah, Napoleon was not short, but I think it was the propaganda of the time made him short. And now movies, when they're not well, being slick, well, I, I was going to also wonder. I believe if, him. If and his gold hand was Napoleon average height, but then compared to maybe the colonists who were in America or to like other. N- nationalities was he was his was being average height for French a slightly shorter well the average height yeah was 5'5 five five is what that or like or like compared to like the king of England was he short and so maybe the king of England was tall so it looked like they used yeah. that as more of like oh that's your ruler oh that ruler's four inches shorter than our ruler well you it's kind of like suck. I mean you guys have heard this Trump has tiny hands bullcrap like, uh, such a pathetic thing to make fun of him when there's a lot better targets to make fun of him on. But I'm sure his hands, even if they are smaller than average, we're talking millimeters. It's right, not like right. But I wonder if size was, hands Right, that's why I wonder if it was something more like that. <laughs> Tiny little raptor claws. <laughs> Don't make fun of him. Have you ever seen him shake anybody's hand? I have. No. He does that stupid thing where he pulls them in. He doesn't because he's ashamed of his hand size. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like fist bumping everybody. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I was just curious if, like, if that was it, you know, like, yeah. during the Louisiana Purchase times or whatever, if... But Napoleon's kind of annoying, so let's just go past him. Okay. And and he's also in the movie for less time than we just spent talking about him. Yeah. Yeah, well, Robin Hood's in the movie, I think, even Oh, but yeah. Robin Hood's yeah. Robin, no, no, no. Awesome. no, Robin Hood is awesome. I, I'm not saying so, otherwise. Okay, so, so, the, so they fall into a new time area. Again, <clears throat> so, extremely yep. quick. And they start walking around, and they end up getting snared in a trap by some other bandits. Yeah, and then olive oil is there. Olive oil's there. So they get in, they get snared by these. Wait, you recognize bi- that reference? Yeah. Wow. Popeye's girl. Holy cow! You've seen the you've seen the movie Popeye and the TV show. Okay. Oh, she's in the TV show. Well, n- not the no. The I think he's talking about the cartoon. Yeah, oh, the cartoon. Like, yeah, he's. Oh, I mean the the girl in the thing is the character who is, is the, the actress is who the played actress her. who played Popeye's in the sixties. Um, and she even behaves the fifties, forties. 80s? Popeye was from the 80s? Oh, man. Hand, who hand? That who, movie hand? was whoa, whoa, whoa. terrible. Wait, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, who played Popeye? Yeah, that's And she How behaves the, the same Williams, way. Robin Williams, that way he was too dramatic, super annoying. Yeah. Anyways. By the way, did you know that that movie is a musical? 1980. 
Anyways, the they get they get snared. It's terrible and it feels like it's from the sixties. It feels like out of place. It does feel it's a bad, bad movie. But oh, anyways, it's really bad. I just saw it. The other but day. the Why? production design oh, is awesome. Okay. The production design is awesome. That's the only thing that's awesome. But can we move on to something yeah. that's so, actually positive, yeah. which is Robin Hood? So they this is what we do. We they get, about they the get snared. <laughs> the robbers who are like ten times their size come over and see that they're snared. Somehow they cut them down. No, they ask a bunch of questions like because they're like we're bandits too. Yeah. And like, what would you do? Would you steal? Yes, would and you steal from a baby every time. So one's they're like, like once, oh, they must be our friends, and they cut them down. Yeah. Once they cut them down, the two leaders somehow talk it. And okay, the, and let's also, no, let's also put that the people who snared our midgets and kid group. Our fellowship, our full size. We'll call fellowship. fellowship. Call the fellowship. Um, yeah. Who snare our fellowship? They're they are disgusting looking. Yeah. They are they look, dirty. They've got they, and scabs and scars, yeah, and they look like bad people. Yes. So they just because just because it makes when Robin Hood is revealed. Yeah. Not that the better. fellowship is the fellowship is dirty. No, no, no. Too, but so I'm saying it's great to know how dirty they are before you meet Robin Hood. So, right. So the midgets are talking to these dirty, nasty scoundrels. Yes. And. Say that they should team up, and but they really just want to talk to their leader. And then they act like, oh, no, you want to talk to the leader? Well, that's scary, but okay. So then you go... They're ahead. like, are you sure? Are you our sure? leader? The leader? So and they they're get, like, oh, we'll find you our leader. We'll show you. And so they they cut ahead to the camp of these scoundrels. Merry men. Yes. The merry men. And there's like two of them over a beer, arm wrestling and breaking each other's hands. And no, arms off. Ripping, ripping the arms guy had so many arms off for arm wrestling that he had a bucket of arms. He had a bucket. I mean, I actually laughed. Those one time. It looks like this. It looks <laughs> no, like whoever. This, this part, I was like, this is funny. Yeah, whoever then, comes out is going to be like a then I, then it badass ended. dude. It's like Saturday Night Live. You got to laugh at some skits. Yeah, but you think you think that the the leader's going to come out. He's going to be a badass dude. Yeah, and out comes the big, tall, pasty white, John goofy looking. <laughs> no, it's Robin Hood, extremely clean. Like no dirt has ever clean. touched him. Super well shaven. <laughs> Robin Hood. His suit is pressed green. Pressed with, with, with the cheesy green hat. <laughs> Big feather, all happy go lucky. Hey He's guys! After, after everything they say, he goes, "Oh, jolly good, jolly good." <laughs> hilarious. There you go. Salvage the movie. Okay. That was the only scene in the movie that and I thought then, was funny. And, and this was like a very clueless Robin Hood. He's like, yes, yes, poor people, come on in. Yeah, and so he's like, bring the poor people in and redistribute the wealth. And, there's and like, they're like, that's our wealth. And he's like, no, it's theirs. I redistribute And then he's it. like handing stuff out. He's like, this should help you. And it's like but a bust. Before we talk about that part, did, we, did you notice how many people were in the camp, the scoundrels, and how many poor people there were outside? It looked like there was only like eight poor people. If that, yeah. and there was like thirty people of scoundrels in the camp, yeah. and and just right outside across a tiny little bridge was like eight poor people. And then every time they had a poor person, something. <laughs> this is my favorite part. They punched him in the face for no reason. Well, Robin goes like, "Is that really necessary?" And, and the, the guy's, guy's like, like yes. absolutely. "Absolutely." And the very next thing is a grandma, and he's like, "This will help you punch." <laughs> but nice Robin Hood is just kind of like. Okay, if you think it's necessary, but here's a gold pot for you, Grandma. And as soon as she grabs it, just gets laid out. <laughs> the only part I love. Okay, now let's transition to now the boy. I once again, I'm really fuzzy on these transitions to different time periods. Uh-huh. For some reason he is now he now gets translated trans to uh, ancient Greece. Yeah. Well, so they God shows up. 
Yeah, God shows up and chases. They're in the forest. Another band of bad guys is re-robbing the prince and his bride even more. First they took their clothes, and now they're taking their underclothes. Yeah. <laughs> and so these guys, they, they yeah, so they teleport. They re-robbing. Right. Well, no, yeah. he, the boy's by himself. At the yes. One. He, he, to ancient Greece. Yeah, he lands in ancient Greece. And the we, guy is, so was that a... Well, I think the, or I think was the, it a no, warrior I think it was a warrior. It was a warrior wearing like a mask. Which I which I think would be the hardest thing ever to fight. But in. the minions yeah. were supposed to be behind him. They just like didn't make it to the portal or something. The portal closed, right? Because he yeah. landed and told them, Oh no, I'll wait, my friends are coming. Well there yeah. were two because there were two portals. Yeah. So uh, I think he expected And he's yelling, which one? And they're like, just go and then as soon as he walks through, but not that one. That's the wrong one. But yeah, so the guy fighting with the bullhead. Is this how the movie is good in retelling it? <laughs> was it actually just terrible, but now that you re- refresh it? Uh, well, oh, boy, the, no, no because like, the fighting with the bullhead was silly, where we meet Sean Connery. Yes. Who? King now, Agamemnon. Huh? King Agamemnon. Yeah, I was going to say, well, now my problem is... How now, did you practice pronouncing that? Oh, I didn't. You don't know how to pronounce Agamemnon? He... he Donahue studied ancient, reader, ancient Greek Didn't culture care. for six years. Plus, I met him when I went through a time door. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, see, when I see Sean Connery now, all I think of him playing a Spaniard from uh, Highlander. <laughs> Since now he plays ancient Greek kings, he plays... He plays this is back in the day when you could just play any... If you were white, you could play any nationality, whether it was Chinese. You can still do that. You yeah. just add mascara or, yeah. you know... Oh, bronze are on you. And yeah. so little Kevin finds the dad that he always wanted. Yep. Yeah. Somebody who actually likes him. Yeah. Right. Um, so he awards... So uh, he falls into ancient Greece, helps the king in, in this battle... By falling on his opponent by, as he fought... fought no, Kevin. falling on the king, but the opponent is surprised, giving him time to kill the opponent. Well, the, the opponent thought the king was dead. Right. Yeah. And then overnight... The little boy becomes the heir to everything. Yes. Everything. And then the dwarf, sh- then the uh, the fellowship shows up again. Yes, the fellowship. To, to do a dance. Yes. To do. Well, Agamemnon has no son, so he makes this kid his son. Right. All I'm going to, okay. The dance sort of reminds me of different parts of this movie where I was like, this scene is taking a really long time yes. to happen. Because there's a few other parts. When we get to it in the end, the swinging on the fucking rope part. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, eight minutes later. like ten times. <laughs> you know, so if you're on a rope swing and you pump, every time you go a little higher, a little higher, well, they had to swing them all the way over to a cage. So they show they every showed swing. Every repetition, and there was probably 12. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, this thing, was like, I, was, I was like, oh, it's them. Okay, still that, yep. Okay. Oh, they're still dancing. They're still dancing. Well, they're also stealing but, but, money. But back then in the 80s, I think making midgets dance for you was funny, I yeah. guess. Also, yeah. also, I think people had a bit of a longer attention span, so that maybe didn't seem as There was also great. nothing else going on, so... Well, yeah. they, were, they were stealing the money. They were stealing the gold. Yeah. yeah. Back to that rope swing, No, we're not there in the movie. After, like, the third pump, the rope broke down to one strand... And yeah. then they kept swinging and never went back to the fact yes, that it was about to break. Okay, so now we've got to take this part and edit it out and put it at the end of the No, no we're time traveling to the end. No, we, what, we haven't, there's so many other the times we haven't met. That's true. We haven't gone to when they go straight from this to the Titanic for some reason. <laughs> Where olive oil is, yeah, happens yeah, to be yeah, there yeah, also, well, was, shrilling around. Yeah, yeah. because 
yeah, because those characters just seem to appear. Also, in every I will time say, I will say this disproved James Cameron. Jack and Rose totally could have survived in the water. I want to know what well, what issues he had. Do they know how to swim? What what? What the issues? Sexual issues that he had. The, the no, he had other issues. He had something on his nose. Evidently, he had a toupee. Oh, they talk about the issues he had. Yeah, and you were led to think they were sexual, but then you realize it's maybe not. It's other things. She's just very okay. vain. One thing I wanted to point out too is, so when they time travel, the boy is in his robe and stuff for most for like his. And no, the, I, I can bet on giving him an outfit. Right. Okay. So he's gets right, but they their clothes stay whatever they had, and then they get new clothes wherever they go. Right. The fellowship for being a bunch of midgets do a very good job of getting outfits. They're on the Titanic, and then the next thing you see, they're all in suits or tuxes or whatever. Actually, take it one further. When Napoleon, going back to the Napoleon scene... Which, by the way, you know there were a lot of midget tuxes on that ship. <laughs> yes, he, he awards exactly. them their, their... He awards them, he says, you know what? My tall generals are terrible because he's got the obsession with short people. So he goes, you you fellowship dwarves are going to do a much better job. All of my generals are fired and you're my new generals. The next scene, the generals are in their underwear and the midgets are wearing their outfits. But they fit the midgets. Because they washed them in... Hot water, hot water. Also, all those costumes back with the king, where did those come from? They just happened to fit the midgets perfectly. Yeah. Right. Well, as I say, the same, like the Titanic. You see them, the, our boy and the rest of the fellowship, all of them in tuxes, sunbathing. Yeah. On the, on the deck. Yeah. Like, it's like, what? Impressive to sunbathe too in all that mist. <laughs> well, I mean, it's supposed to be really campy. So, so stuff like that is is just hand waved. It's it's I know. it's comedy, so no one cares. Yeah, but I was just like, there's a lot of hand waving. Also, a lot of hand so waving. these people who time travel, do they not know what happens to the Titanic? The boy knew everything, but yeah. the, the the dwarves didn't because this was their first time doing it. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know if the boy knew because I, I don't know if he would have learned that in history yet. Well, he, he knew about a lot of things. He, well, he, yeah, he was, but he was seemed to be really focused on like ancient right. history, old world, Greek, and and the like. Well, that would be similar, like uh, you know, Joshua's twelve, and he's studying uh, ancient China right now. So he's studying the Mongols. He's studying how the Great Wall was built. Blah blah blah. Right, right, right. But next year he might study something else. And so if no, he left no, today, because he's sixth grade, he's seventh grade. Seventh grade, sixth and seventh grade is ancient history. Eighth grade is uh, second half of U.S. history with the Civil War and on. Right. So certain things he would know. Not certain that things I just he have, didn't have that memorized, but. Yeah. So, just, for, just using my uh, teacher skills on there. To Absolutely. You know I forgot they ended up on the Titanic. Let me know if we need any proposal management skills. I'll let you know how that goes. Um, yeah. Well, they're only. I mean, they're in ancient Greece. They're in for a fair amount of time. Same with like Robin Hood, like compared to other places, because they're on the Titanic for like eight seconds. The Titanic was like a weird place to place them because. Everything else has been ancient. Right. Well, and not only that, well. but, like, they didn't... It wasn't yeah. like they stole anything from the Titanic. They were only there for, like you said, a couple minutes. But that's how the portals work. Well, no, but I... Right, but I... Right, but it was interesting that the person who wrote the movie... Oh. ...opted to put them on the yes, Titanic. Oh, like, gotcha. They didn't put them in, like, 
Just didn't do like even China or do like. I um, wonder if there was like a longer cut where there was a little bit more on the Titanic, right? Mm. Just and then and then they go to Fantasyland or whatever the hell that you want to call the place well, with giants have, and ogres. We had to get them stuff. in the ocean somehow. I think was the point. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Although I did like the. I thought the ogre and this <laughs> yeah, because you had to get him funny. on. You had to get him on a boat so that way the giant came or whatever the hell happened. Also, why was the ogre's boat on a giant's head? Yeah, that didn't make that any sense. That made no sense. And then the other Greek question mythology. the other question is is when the giant steps over them, could they see the giant cock? <laughs> I was looking for it. I'm, oh, we know you were. Yeah. And what's weird is I swear that when the giant was walking towards us, he had a lot less clothing on because I was like, are we about to see something? And then as the giant gets closer... And then he got really excited. He's in a different outfit, which was much less revealing. And he so was, was very like, oh, disappointed. I'm not going to see it. And that's when, he was, that's when he went back to his time fuck bandits. I, I, I like the ogre stuff. The ogre and Mrs. Ogre and the, all of his various ailments and... That I'm like pulling on and then throwing. I, I mean, I like that. See, so it is a skip movie. It, I mean, very. I mean, but that's what Monty Python movies are. They're skip movies. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I mean, this just really solidifies it in my mind. Like, yep, I, I like this. You know, that's. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, but I would make the same argument for um, uh, uh, Holy Grail. Yeah, but see, to like me... Like the, the scene about the witch, that's a particularly funny scene, and then there's other things but that But see, to me, the Holy Grail has sure. less of a plot, which almost makes it sure. feel yes. like it's better to just sure. be skits, because realistically, all it is is a bunch of kings and a bunch of, or a bunch of princesses and knights set during this time. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. I never while, watched... While here, you, you follow the same main characters sure. as they go through this extremely loose adventure. Right. Yeah. And I don't feel like the dwarves... None of them have characters that stand out. I don't feel like it, I, you know, like, oh, well, this is the funny one, or this is the fat one, or this well, is the one that eats everything. You know, this is the grumpy one. There was a conniving. The there was the conniving, greedy one, Randall. Was that the main one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah there, there, was there, was, the main, there was the main one, and then, and then, there was, then the one that ate everything. But that's about. But then, it. And then there was a bunch of other ones. That I was like, I mean, there's. Let's put it this way: when we get to the end of the movie. I was still not sure how many dwarves there really were <laughs> because I was like, "Well, I can't even tell them apart, really." Right, right, like, right. like because there's no character. Like, Randall does all the talking for the most part. He yes. does almost everything. There was and then, uh, Randall uh, Fidget Wally. I think those are three of their names. Wow, I do really remember Fidget because Fidget died, and they said Fidget a lot. So, and I think Wally was the best friend who wanted to kill the supreme evil guy. Oh, but, okay. But I mean, saying, like, for the most part, it felt like there was Randall and then the five or whatever that just sort of stood behind him. Right. Yeah, I think like, it was like, I think it was like seven, seven in quotes dwarves, like six of them plus the kid. See, that's why Monty Python, at least, like, okay, Lancelot's this one and the king is this guy. And, you know, each one of them kind of has a character trait sure. or two. So you can kind of follow them along and it's kind of funny that way. And I never thought I watched Monty Python to figure out the plot. And maybe that's because we weren't doing this podcast back when I watched that for the first time. No, I think the difference but is... I would never look at Oh, I'm sure the plot is equally terrible. It is, but you, I was never trying to find one. I hate to say it, but like Matt said, maybe just a lot more of the skits land as funny in Monty Python, so that's maybe. why it's well, so it good. Well, it could also be that Monty Python's audience is, dif- is geared differently than this audience. But I also know there's at least one skit that I don't find funny in the Monty Python, which is where, like... The artist dies. He has a heart attack while he's writing the story. Um, there's a scene where, like, 
the moon and the sun are animated and jumping or something. Oh, uh, yeah. So there's some scenes in there that you're like, okay, this Monty is... Python, though, I went into thinking I'm watching a comedy. I'm not looking for a skit This is, or for a um, plot. I'm watching a skit comedy. This one, I went in thinking I'm watching a time travel movie. I didn't... What's the plot with Well, it. I went in oh, at least... I, think I, was, I thought I was going to watch a comedic children's adventure movie. I thought this was seriously... I, I, I thought this was like... Um, like... What was that Little Monsters movie called? Little Monsters? With Kevin? Uh, with Kevin Arnold? Yeah. Fred Savage? I think it was yeah. Little Monsters. So I thought this was... Uh, first of all, I thought it was an American film. But before, obviously, it started... I thought it was just a standard, like, Goonies, time-traveling, mm-hmm. funny, humorous movie. And once I started seeing the different characters, they called those flashlight a torch. And I'm like, oh, no. And then John Cleese showed up, and I'm like, oh, no! Um, <laughs> it's, it's the body Python people. And then I was disappointed. Um, so, <laughs> they get to this fantasy land. Uh-huh. Not much other than, like you said, the skits of the... Ogre and his wife, yeah, stuff like vignettes, vignettes, yeah. and then they get we get to meet the evil. Well, we've already seen clips of the evil bad guy. Which why do evil people have long fingernails? Better yet, was he evil. an evil? Was he an evil human or was he an evil robot? Because his head opened up and a machine came oh, up. Oh no, out that's of it. very classic. Monty that Python that was the scene where Brittany said. Okay, I'm done watching this. <laughs> when he started pulling back his fingers to shoot lasers, like, dude. Also, dude. he was very much like, I think Dr. Evil was based on him because his first thought when it, they, his first thing is like, we're going to escape and we're going to make lasers. <laughs> we're going to get, we're going to get into microchips and we're going to make computers no, and lasers. But I lasers. really, I feel like bad guys in lots of movies, or well, not like, like, a lot of fantasy, sci-fi type movies. Bad guys have long fingernails for some reason. Does that show extra evil? Or? Are you saying black girlfriends are evil? No. Fingernails? Not at all. <laughs> He's saying that bad guys in movies have long fingernails. Why is that? Yeah, you're I'm saying not... black women have fingernails, which makes you a bad guy because you're racist. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm not that saying, is I'm not saying that everyone They're African-American. Here's the difference. tend to have long fingernails. I'm not saying everyone with long fingernails is a bad guy. Why do most bad guys have long fingernails? Yeah. Because it's. I feel like it's not that weird. Like It just seems like... Like something that because they're dirty. Doing. No, because monsters have long claws. Okay. My argument. Probably. I, I just didn't yeah. know what the background is, because I know that's not, it's not the... This isn't the only movie where a bad guy has long fingernails. Think about a bear. Think about a, a tiger. Think about a, your standard monster rar going to kill you. So, claws. Oh, yeah, but those are claws. These are, like, long fingernails. Well, they're like, like claws. They're just... Wait. Three or four inch long fingernails. So, what's a claw? A cup, maybe an inch long, short, round, stubby. These are thin, long, dirty fingernails. No, I've seen Jurassic Park. The raptor, the raptor claw was it like two here, and then it cuts <laughs> you here. Yeah. His yeah, so um, it touches penis. His nails and a couple of fingers. He had no nails on, and the other ones were like very okay. long, gross. Maybe yeah. he maybe he was into drugs, and that was like what he was. Yeah, yeah that's what I was The other problem I had with this bad guy. So, he planned to lure the Fellowship into his hideout. Yeah. So, part of this plan was also for them to get upset and accidentally find the the glass wall that was hiding his hideout. 
I, I, well... No, because he lured them... To, so to explain, LJ's comment. Yeah. The lure worked, and they followed it, but when they landed in this place... There was nothing there. It was completely empty. They ran into a and they ran into a wall, invisible wall, and accidentally broke the wall but and realized they, that his lair was behind the wall. So then they were able to get into it like he wanted not, them why to. Why does seem silly that they would even go Conceiv- through that extra? But if they wouldn't have accidentally broken it, they well, never would have gone. Right? Con- well, no, conceivably because he was exerting he was exerting mind control over them at various points. So conceivably, one of them. One of them. He would have. He would have said. I think he did it over Randall and the other no, guy. No, he just did it over oh, the one. one over the one. But he, yes, he could have. I'll follow your thought. He could have just said, "Guys, let's go knock on that wall." Why put the wall there, though? He didn't. God did. The supreme being did. Yeah. Because he was trapped there by the supreme good or whatever supreme yeah. being. So yeah, I think I think he would have eventually been like. <clears throat> hmm. So let's let's throw something at this invisible wall and see what happens or whatever. Yeah, conceivably. And then uh, so they show up in his lair. They've had they referenced the game show from the beginning for some reason. For, yeah, I Kevin's parents are there. <laughs> somehow it somehow it made Can we all, Kevin okay, know. I understand that Kevin wants to escape the fact that his parents don't like him. But at a certain point, at one of these points, when you're traveling through time, wouldn't he just be like? I mean, you know what? Going home sounds a little better than being stuck in whatever time I'm in, being chased by whatever I'm being chased by. I don't know if I, I if I was being the king's son, Agamemnon would have been pretty sweet. Game okay, if you stay there. Being, if I was an 11 year old and all of a sudden I had access to all these time doors, I might want to go a little bit further and longer. I just thought it was weird that he never references that he even like. Look, any other time is brilliant. Uh, compared to our own, except once you start getting into medicine. One of Brittany's comments was, wow, the little boy is, like, really calm with all this stuff. That's what that's I meant. Is that, like, not that he could have been on the He was very unfazed. He was very, like, okay, cool, oh, sure. Even during times where he should have been more phased, like, right when he lands and they're in that battle and then he gets taken in and he wakes up in the morning and two people come and mask him and put him on a horse. He's kind of like, oh. Okay. Yeah, he's like, okay, cool. He's, he's not like, he's like, am I going to get hung or am I going to become yeah, a like, child? Like, which would I'm work, get out of here. Like, which like, would work with like a five year old, like someone who doesn't really grasp reality and fantasy. So, oh, now I'm with Santa Claus. Oh, now I'm with a monster. Like, but with someone of his age, he would have had the wherewithal to be like, this is things are not right. This is potentially very bad. Right. Yeah. Man, he never. He never. I mean, maybe it's also that I don't even know if the actor really could could emote that well to begin with. Yeah. He only has two credits. This and something else British that came out like a year later. Yeah, just because, I mean, he doesn't seem to like be able to like show any fear or, like, he just sort of like, oh no, we should probably not do that. Yeah. Okay, we But that's okay, it. even though he was a main character, he didn't really feel like a main character. Well, that's the thing. The whole Fellowship as a whole felt like one character. Yeah. Because there wasn't enough individualism to them. Yeah. They just sort of felt like one Massive group of oh, this is our character. Yeah, this is our hero character. So they're in the lair. Oh, and, and then they go on a maze. That not run, in not, but they run on the walls of the maze. Yes, not like LJ said. They went on a maze, not <laughs> yeah. in a maze. Right. And then makes they, it much easier when you're up there because they had to get to the game show that was on some magic floating stairs in this weird lair. I thought it was Even funny that Kevin said, "Don't go; it's a trap." I thought it was funny that Randall was like gonna, he he had to have this thing, and it was like, 
the evil, I mean, it was like, oh, we've got to go to the evil lair. Like, they knew where they were going in that evil was in the title of everywhere they were going right. to go. They know what evil is. And he's like, we're going to go get this awesome thing at the, the Palace of Evil. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever it was. Green, the most baby. evil object. But it was like, evil was in the title. It wasn't like the most beautiful or the, the most valuable. It was like, evil. Right. And he still was on board, like, yeah, let's go get that thing. And so then sure, when, sure enough, they get trapped. Yeah, sure enough, they get trapped. And then we've already referenced the 15 minutes of swinging. Yes. But let's go back to that rope. <laughs> they, no, I so agree. They're, they're I, stuck okay, they, in... show, they show a strand break from the rope or whatever. This was supposed to be funny. So they go cut one of the strands down because <laughs> they need it to swing from. So they cut that down because they have to swing from one cage to the other to the other. To get down to the well, floor. they've got an enormous rope holding them up. They decide to cut a bunch of strands off it and build a new rope out of pizzas. Right. So they do, and yes. they lower one guy way down, and he starts swinging. So yes. imagine going straight down and having to swing from scratch. So it's a little bit, little bit, little bit. After about four swings, it snaps to the rope, and you see it like go snap, 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 and it's down to one thread. So you're thinking. Oh, when he catches this cage, the thing's falling. Right, I was thinking the whole cage. So it swings like ten more times. Eventually, he catches the adjacent cage. Never does the other no, they, cage. They, they never reference it or again. anything. They, they, they just never... it was like, hey, this is about to fall. That's it. Yeah, never. They won. don't even reference it again. No, it's supposed to be perceived danger. Yep. So he eventually gets over. Then they all slide. Five minutes later, he gets over. Five yeah. minutes later, and then the cage falls and almost killing. Yes. Wally or whoever. Yeah. Fidget. Or I guess it does fall at the very, very end. Yeah. After it's fully emptied of all of its weight. Uh, yes. After it's emptied, after everyone has survived, after they've all transferred to different cages and moved along with their lives. <laughs> and now... They've grown old and they had children. Yep. And now the cage is stationary and it's empty of weight. Now it falls. No, yes. it fell because he dropped. He dropped from the cage and landed on the rope. It actually still didn't fall. He fell... Dropped, grabbed it, was like, ha ha! And then it fell. Oh, that's true. Um, humor, I tell you. And he fell without his own rope. Right. He was going to have to go a hand and, over hand. Yeah. Yeah, hand over tiny midget hand. And then they start fighting the evil one at some point. Oh, man. One of them gets turned into a pig for some reason. Fidget. Yeah. Fidget gets turned into a pig. And then they, yeah. then they, then they, then a wall collapses. No, Fidget didn't get turned into a pig. Then he tells Fidget, Dies, he yeah. tells him, I'll distract the the bad guy and his henchmen. You guys go travel through time and, and find get reinforcements. To get reinforcements. Which is something they've never been able to do in the past. Like, it doesn't seem like yes. when they go to new times they no that they're, they're successful. Going. And like, they don't know where they're going. And they don't know how to get back. Yeah. No, but what they spot. do know is they know how to use whatever they find when they get to a place. Because they're always in new midget gear. So they right. go and they find... Uh, but, cowboys, and they're like, "All they, right, we're going back in time." All yeah. right, and then they get, and then they get. And everyone always listens to them, like, "Well, the midget's talking to me. I must follow them." Yeah, Not like uh, so they get the cowboys. They get uh, uh, legionnaires on on dragoons on their horses, and a, and an M one Abrams tank, <laughs> and a spaceship of some kind yep. or something. Yeah, they went to a the laser future? shooting Buck Rogers type thing. And this will certainly defeat Satan. Uh, and then he kind of laughs it off. And, and zaps them all. De- destroys all their weapons. And, he, and they're like, we can't control the tank. He's like, of course not, you idiots. I'm controlling it. Also, so, if Satan was able to lure them to a certain location, mm-hmm. he must have known where the... Oh, 
he must have known somehow where the holes were because they had no idea where any of those holes went. Well, yeah. he he they didn't go through a hole to get to the land where Satan was. He transported them. They were swimming and they started. He's like, "We gotta go," and they started swimming. And then, like, I don't think they went through a door. I think Satan transport. Yeah, he uses uh, the whirlpool, right? Yeah, he did something that, oh, that transported them. But so how, he brought them to. Oh, how how could they have think, gone? Let's also remember that at this point, they before this, they found out there was a hole in the lair because of the Polaroid picture. Right, right. It's a good thing he had and that. Polaroid. Nobody, even back from the Stone Ages. Was phased that Kevin had a Polaroid camera, right? Well, no, they were like, uh, they were like, oh, Bix. See, that just shows you everybody has always liked to be in pictures. Exactly. <laughs> Instagram okay. would have been popular. So how did they know where when they were leaving the lair to go get their? Because they don't have the map at this point. They don't have the map. They leave the lair to go with the weapons and come right back. But they've never had any control or knowledge of where they would be going. Comedy. <laughs> yeah. You just wave the magic hands, hand waving, and um, then so Satan defeats them handily, and then God he doesn't shows defeat up. them. He no, is fending hey, them off. Okay. No, first of all, he's not, bo- it's not Satan and God; it is the Creator and the Evil One. Sorry, the Supreme he doesn't being. actually defeat the them. The Evil the One evil. defeats all their weapons and kills all their friends and kills all the people they brought back to help them. And one of them, except, one of, except them, and kills one of them. And he's about Honestly, to. Kill he doesn't really kill it. Walls fall on him, sure. and he dies. He's just about to kill them. He's like, "This is where I kill you all," and that's when the Supreme Being shows up and roasts Satan. And, and, then, and he's just like a middle-aged man in a suit. But he leaves one chunk chunk of Satan behind. Right. And again, he, 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 all the he, goon midgets. No, he he turns he turns the evil one into a statue, blows him up pretty much, yeah. and then makes the midgets clean up after him. And the, yeah. the midgets miss the one. They wand. screw up just like they did before. Although I don't right. know how that evil piece then ended up in the Well, well let's hang on. But first, first, let's before... I still don't understand... Really, with the supreme being said, at, like, what was? I don't understand his relationship to the midgets or why there even is one. The relationship, the they're mid- basically angels. If if you want to use some, they were yeah, they're created higher beings like angels who were helping in some of these smaller um, tasks, tasks oh, of creation. Small. I get it. Yeah, they were like making bushes and they made a tree that was pink and smelled bad. So then they got punished. Yeah. Right, and so then this was all a test for them? A test for them, a test for evil, maybe? Yeah. And that's where they kind of leave the film. They're like, why Why would you do this? And they're like, don't ask that. So, yeah. I mean, they are asking the core questions of religion. Why did God create Satan? And why does God create evil? In fact, they even say that exact thing. Well, and they they answer it the way most Christians would. It's not for us to know. Don't basically don't ask. Yeah, you can't understand. Yeah, which would be a knock against religion. Like they're not they're not supporting. Well, you could either view it as a knock or a true representation. Yeah, but I yeah. Well, actually, even better. He he even says, "I think it has something to do with free will," which is yeah, that's mocking. Yeah, but that is the defense. I mean, that is you know, without choice, you would have no uh, free will. So they go back to, or 
our boy goes back to his family. Yes. He wakes well, no, up no, in he bur- wakes up in a burning house. Yes. Because Which implies all this was a dream. Well, yes and no. Because he's stuck in smoke and he starts to wake up and realize, oh actually the smoke is my reality of my house burning. Which once again made me confused on if this was a dream or not this whole time. Right. But then his parents find the chunk of evil And he looks at the he looks at the pictures, he he has all the Polaroids. Right. Right. But then he, he looks at the chunk of evil, or the, his parents find the chunk of evil or whatever happens, mm-hmm. and they explode. Right. And, he, and, and he nobody dies. around them in real life is two-phased that the parents explode. Especially the boy. Yeah. They're all just kind of like, oh. Which <laughs> is weird. Parents exploded. Because even if your parents were, like, mean, and they weren't, like, horrific, they weren't, like, torturing them or anything, but they were mean... Like, you'd think if they exploded, you'd have some type of negative reaction. And did you see what the fire truck did immediately after the parents exploded? Hmm. Drove away. <laughs> Just <laughs> left. <laughs> Done here. Um, We're good. No problem. No, well, there's no one to save, so hey. Well, no, my thought was... They've got cats to get out of trees. Once again, it shows that this boy has no uh, reaction to his current well, situation. Because right you guys, now, you guys have overlooked the part that the parents were arguing over the appliances they didn't save... And at no point did they try to save their son. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe as a, a boy, I would be like, oh. Eh. No, if your parents blew up in front of you, you'd probably be thinking like... Even if they were... I would be wondering how I could get back to King Agamemnon. Because if they were terrible, do... I think you'd have like some kind of reaction. Well, I, would think, I think even people, if you're... T- regardless of your, of your situation... I feel like most people have some kind of reaction to stuff. If anybody, even like, oh, gross. If anybody, they, they even they didn't know, and they saw two people just blow up in front of them, would probably have a reaction. The Menendez brothers put a shotgun to the back of their dad's head in their own basement, blew his head off. Mom woke up, got distressed, fell in her own blood, and they shot her multiple times to death. After that, told the cops they got home and they were already dead, and then spent their parents' money on like Porsches. And traveling to different European destinations. So these right. guys are fourteen year old and put a shock into dad's head. So, so. You, so you're saying that the that our star of this movie it might be a, a psychopath. psychopath. A psychopath. Yeah. Okay. So that makes okay. I like that. Okay. Maybe the movie's not as bad as I thought. <laughs> it makes more sense now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I don't know whether the story that they told about why May, they did it. What if he started the fire and he actually made a bomb and in his mind. He just created this whole movie as a dream it. to justify right. why he just burned his parents' house out and blew he, them he, up. He, he, like he kind of shakes his head. He looks at the Polaroids and realizes they're just pictures of his stuffed animals. And then he pulls some matches out of his pocket. What have I done? <laughs> yeah. He realizes that the piece of rock that's the evil one was actually a bomb he created. He's like, oh, crap. Oh, man. Oh, well. Oh, well. Time yeah. to buy a Porsche. And then he goes back and he goes back and zones out and travels back through time again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Terry Gilliam, who made this movie, okay, he has referred to Time Bandits as the first in this trilogy of imagination, followed by Brazil and ending with the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Okay. All are about okay. the craziness of our awkwardly ordered society and the dire- desire to escape it through whatever means possible. Okay. All three films focus on these struggles and attempts to escape from them through imagination. Time Bandits through the eyes of a child, Brazil through the eyes of a man in his 30s, and Munchausen through the eyes of an elderly man. Oh, okay. Interesting. You know, I don't mind crazy movies just for the sake of being crazy or just zany, funny, wacky old movies. Like, 
I mean, I think you really said it. The, the skits just weren't hitting for me. Sure. Also, I'm I'm particularly tired, and I watched it today. Oh. And so it was really tough to like force myself to. It's not a great movie, and then I'm tired, and so I was just getting angry at it. Like, oh man. Uh, there there came a point in the movie where I, where I I watched it last night, and I was feeling I was feeling a little tired myself, and was like. I was, was like, where, where are we in the movie? Okay, there's 40 minutes left. It was right, also, well. I think, two hours long. It was. It's just shy. Hours. It's hour, hour, hour 55. Yeah. yeah, it was also very long. Yes. Very long. It, it Very few of the skits really hit for me. Um, so, yeah. I, I it, it made me think of the guys who do these, like, the worst idea in the movie pod, worst idea in the world podcast, mm-hmm. or the guys that really punish themselves with watching bad movies. Yeah. And I'm like... I think now that I'm kind of glad we're not those guys who just watch only terrible stuff. Maybe so, if you watched it on the heels of Monty Python, it'd be a little bit funnier. So, yeah. okay, so here's the consensus uh, from Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Time Bandits is a remarkable time travel fantasy from Terry Gilliam who, use, who utilizes fantastic set design and homemade special effects to create a vivid original universe. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you guys will agree with Variety. When you can count the laughs in a comedy on the fingers of one hand, it isn't so funny. Right. Um, Are you on Metacritic? No, I'm on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Um, Roger Ebert said, gave it a thumbs up, if you will. Amazingly well produced, the historic locations are jammed with character detail. This is the only live action movie I've seen that literally looks like pages out of Heavy Metal Magazine. Um... And let's see, there was another. Yeah, the set design was good. I was really impressed, given the time uh, that, like, because I think they used some some mats in the background because mm-hmm. obviously they were computer generated. Right. And I thought some of the places they were in, where they'd have towering scapes above them or behind them, where it's obviously painted in or, or done in mats, I was like, this is pretty impressive. The characters. Yeah, the set design was good. The boats were good. The giant, I mean, stuff was pretty good. Here's what Dave Kerr from Chicago Reader said. The film is resolutely, passionately anti-adult, yet much of the humor has an adult sophistication and edge to it. This is one kid's movie that doesn't condescend. It got an 89% on Rotten Tomato, right, the the aggregate was 89%, based on, like, 48 48 reviews, hmm. and it has a 77% audience. I wonder if, approval. how recent, are those all of their time? Yes, they would, I, I assume they would all be of their time. Why? Yeah. Well, because I don't think anybody's re-reviewing Time Bandits 37 sure. years later. Yeah, well, so, yeah 30, the audience reviews it all the new. So, we are a product of our time, and... Yeah, our sensibilities are drastically different, and some movies can still survive that drastic change in sensibility, and some cannot. And I, I didn't feel like this one survived it. Um, it does look like maybe audience reviews, I guess maybe they look at things like IMDb and maybe Amazon where people give it stars. Oh, okay. That they're, cause this person says, I remember watching this movie on cable over and over again as a kid. Right. To me it still holds up and it's still fun to watch. Hmm. Um, well, I was gonna say that's the one hard thing with with also current five like, stars. Well, I was gonna say that's the hard thing with older movies is that some current reviews are have nostalgia built into them, so it's hard to overcome something you loved when you were eight. Very unlikely a nineteen, a twenty, a twenty five year old is going to be seeking out Time Bandits for just a 
hey, let's just pick up a fun movie tonight. Right. Let's look what's come out in the 80s. You're probably either an artist or someone who's interested in film or you're doing a podcast like us. I mean, Time Bandits is not... Or yeah, it, it, I, don't, it, I don't think it's cult. This is, by no. the way, there's 2,165 audience reviews. So yeah, this is from like all over the web, so I'm sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you've either got nostalgia or you've got reason. Like, oh, I'm a film buff, I'm going to watch it. Right. So then I've got a more nuanced view of movies. So, yeah, I'm going to take it all in. As just a regular viewer, it was painful. It was painful to watch. Yeah. I think also watching I, I, it with our filter. Because we're watching this as, at least I know I was waiting to as a time travel movie. Sure. It It's a Monty Python skit style well, movie I think that it, uses time travel. I think you just travel. missed the yeah. part. I think it fell somewhere in between... Goonies esque and Monty Python, uh, Holy Grail esque, and just sort of missed both parts and yeah. just sort of existed. Because I, I think if this movie was made six years later, this was eighty one. Goonies came out in eighty five. So I think if this movie were made in like eighty six, so like five years later, yeah, I think we would have seen a movie like it is, but with more of a Goonies flavor. Yeah, right. It would be closer. It would be closer in humor. To the Goonies. It might still be a bunch of skits because it's Monty Python guys, yeah. but it would probably hew closer to Goonies level type humor and adventure and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it um, it's not a time travel movie. I think I think I could I could agree that it's not now because really the guys cannot control the time travel at all. And they also don't care. But you don't have to control it for it to be time travel. That's true, but... They but, did utilize time travel. But they don't care where they go or what time. All they yeah, want to no, do but, originally is just but steal. What, what makes so, it a time travel movie? No, what I'm what I'm arguing is, if it, if it hadn't time traveled, if it was only teleporting, it would have been the same film. Oh, now we're in China, Rob here. Oh, now we're with the Eskimos, Rob here. So you're now saying it's South- the same movie as Looper? What's that? It, no, not Looper. It's the same movie as uh, what's the movie with Darth Vader where he can Jumper. It, oh. it could have been, yeah, yeah. They're just robbing. He, he's jumping places and robbing. They don't care that it's time. Right. They no, but I just care mean, that's, that you're, that's that's basically your argument is it's Jumper where he's jumping. He's just jumping to other places and stealing. Yeah, they can't control it, which which happens in Time Traveler's Wife, but it also doesn't impact the storyline because there's no, well, oh, we messed up time here, now we have to deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm. The The fact that it's time does not matter to the film. Right. It but could have just been places. I don't think that makes it a non-time travel movie. So I think that it does. What is the criteria for a time travel movie? What what, is, what does it have to be to be a time travel movie? Well, oh, sorry. So there's two kinds of time travel movies that I understand we're talking about. Some of them are strictly about time travel. Strictly. So, um, Primer. That's been my argument, is there are movies that are about time travel, and there are movies that use time travel. Okay. Both, I think we are saying, are time travel movies. This one used it to facilitate the random I'm sorry, I, I was arguing that this is not a movie about time travel. This is this. Th- there is time travel in the movie. Well, there's not. Ar- arguably, there is. I would say so. your argument. I mean, we haven't wa- finished all the movies we're going to watch. But your argument, there will only be a few movies that are about true. Very few. Yes, there are time only... travel because there's a lot of movies that use time travel for other things. Terminator. See, 
show up, have an action. But there are some that do that are about time travel. We've watched yes. one. We're going to watch a couple more. Like Lake House and Frequency are probably the two that are the least. About time travel that we've watched so far. They use time travel. They right. they use and it in a, ver- in a very yes in a very limited sense. They're mm-hmm. just talking over time. They're both remaining stationary, um, so they as people don't travel through time. They're, Lake they're House they communicate. Is, Lake House time. is a romance movie and it just uses time travel. A frequency is a is a mystery movie that uses time. Which time we're, we're in the uh, characters are communicating through time, but they're not moving through time. Right. So uh, when I say a time travel movie, I mean the main plot of the movie is about time travel right. only. There's right. not. It's not a romantic film or an action movie that that happens to have sure. time travel in it. So that was my argument. Yes, there's time travel. So there's movies that use time travel to facilitate the real plot. Right. And there's movies that are about time travel. Time travel is the plot. Yes. Yeah. Which are going to be very few. Like, um, what was the one we watched? Primer. Primer. Primer is only a time travel movie about time travel. Yeah. So. And then what else? I think we got a couple other on the horizon that are. Yeah, I was going to say most of the ones we've. There will be. Won't spoil it, but. Yeah. There's a couple other that that are about. Time travel. Yeah. yeah. About making a car that travels time. What? There's one like that? That sounds oh, stupid. That's, there, believe me, there is no spoiler about us doing that movie. <laughs> you don't do a time travel podcast and leave that one out. Yeah. yeah. But to use that one as an example, yeah. that one is about time travel. Yes. Whereas this simply gives a, like Dave did, a one minute explanation about how these doors are there and then. Really, the only point no, of those doors movie, is so that we can change skits. We haven't yeah. done this movie yet, but um, this movie is one notch below like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, where they pretty much go through to, in out of time to grab stuff for a history project. These people go through time to try to get stuff for get money. Difference: Bill and Ted know where they're going, but once again, no effect, no rules of time travel really, no effects on anything. No, they can they take can them. Do, they can take them out of time. They can do whatever the hell they want. It's literally it just, just uses, to it just uses time more as yeah. humor to add to the story than anything else. Yeah. So I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> We've spent a lot of time talking about this movie. Uh, final analysis. I say skip this film. I I will. I wouldn't even put it on as background noise. It, it's so terrible. I say there are a couple funny parts of it, like Robin Hood, but I'm sure you could find those skits isolated on YouTube. <laughs> don't if you do watch it, don't watch it as a time travel movie. It just uses time travel. Or as a it. kids adventure movie. If yes. you watch kids adventure movie, watch Goonies it's, or watch Never Ending Story. Both great examples. No. Never Ending Story is way worse than this. There were funny parts. No. If you want to watch you. it, I'd say watch it, but... Never Ending Story is nostalgia is talking here. Do you you want to know what's it. talking? Is the death of the horse. That's right. That's the... That's Our it. Backs. That's it. No, but the, I, my only argument is that this movie felt even more separated than that movie. Okay. That's my thing. Is that This movie just felt like there was no rhyme or reason to anything that was really happening... Until the last 20 minutes or 30 minutes when they actually start confronting the evil one. Sure. It yeah. was just to facilitate skits. I think. And I really felt there was a heavy amount of corniness, which Monty Python does, but it doesn't jive with me. So the corniness really, I mean, it's a comedy movie, I get it, but it was so corny. It, uh, you have to know you're getting into a low, a crappy Monty Python that's an hour too long. 
and just not that Yeah, because it was actually a I mean, go, long go movie. see one of the pinnacles. Go see uh, Holy Grail. I mean, that's arguably known as one of the best. Yeah. Or just look up. The, you pretty much, between time jumps, could isolate this to skits and watch the funny skits on YouTube. Which there's one. Yeah, Robin Hood is really funny. Robin Hood is really funny. funny. I like ogre. ogre. I like the Ogre. But, but I, those were like eight minute chunks. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing about this movie. It's it's I like it. I do. And I didn't I don't have the nostalgia factor because I only remember once I didn't see the whole movie as a kid. Yeah. I remember the scene where the the dwarves first show up and then the wall is like extending out. Which also makes no sense by the way. And the but Supreme and the Supreme there. Being is like coming. That's yeah. the only scene I'd remembered it as a kid. I don't know that I even had seen the whole movie if yeah. I was just at my cousin's house and that was on. I I saw it for the first time in my twenties or whatever or thirties. Mm. Um, this is a hard movie for somebody in twenty eighteen who's an adult to watch, right? With all the progress we've made with special effects and story and what have you, um, it's a it's a difficult film to watch. Yeah, but I do think. That it is a good kids movie, an older kids movie, not, you know, because it, it, it is, I do think it's a fairly adult kids movie with yeah. some fairly adult themes. Um, so I think it is a good kids movie and, um, depend on your child, and you could probably appreciate it more watching it with a, a child who was there. Now... It's also going to be hard for a kid of 2018 or 19 or whatever to watch it, depending on what they've kind of grown up yeah. on. Um, I could see what you're saying. Like, maybe maybe an 8-year-old or a 9-year-old who's, like, more of, like, a spy kids. Like, there's there's plenty of explosions. There's dwarves. There's lots of falling. There's a lot of physicality humor. Um, people are turning into pigs, and there's giants. So, yeah, maybe, maybe a kid's film... Like you said, older kids, not a four-year-old or something, but yeah, it's got kind of adventurous and some weird things going on. So we spent an hour and sixteen minutes too much on this movie. Let's <laughs> I'll, put it that I'll, way. I'll put it this way: I like this movie more than Lake House. You Question will. Mark. <laughs> you will enjoy this podcast more than you enjoy the movie. Oh. <laughs> the fact that they all had to think about that should tell you something about the movie. Yeah. No. I thought that this movie was, was, uh, at parts of it, I was wondering whether this is the worst movie I've ever watched on a podcast. I came away realizing that no, nothing will beat Sixteen Samurai. But I, this is close. <laughs> but no. I did, it did, the agree. thought of Sixteen Samurai did come into my mind while watching this. There is, were many times where I, if you watch this, this if you watch this wide awake and not like, I don't feel it's like, close, but it, there were parts where my mind yeah. goes, Six Street Samurai? And then I go, no, yeah. not nearly as bad as yeah. that. But it did I'd be willing mind. to rewatch it. <laughs> and with that, we'll see you next week. Later. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Awesome of Podcast. If you enjoy us, please tell a friend and read or review us on iTunes. This has been a Carrier Rhino production. <laughs>